is a presentation of The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500. Financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cover Your Assets with me, your host, Todd Rooker. Our topic today, uh, I'm not sure I've, I've, I've figured it out yet. <laughs> How about the business of business? How about sure? that? Yeah, well, uh, you, I, got, you got a second here. You I, can change your mind. I know. I know. I, 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 I changed it about three times five minutes before I walked in. You know, I can't I wasn't, say that surprises me. Yeah, well. <laughs> when you, you got know, so much to talk about in so little time, Todd. That's just it. That's just it. So much. So much illuminating knowledge that I have to share that it's just it's just a quagmire as to what direction I might go. Uh, I'm with you, Evan. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, we're with you, Todd. All right, all right. Well, I know you're my co-pilot as always. So, well, for the next like 30 seconds. Until oh, Joseph's there. all right. Then then Joe's coming in here. I saw Joe. Joe was wrapped up like he was. In the Antarctic this morning. Never yeah, mind, he was in the car. He was probably fogging up the windows because his own body heat was probably heating up the inside of the car so much he couldn't see out. Uh, we're going to talk about the business of business. There's a lot of people out there who who fantasize about being in business for themselves. Um, maybe want to be in business or maybe have started a small business. And so I want to talk about that. We do a lot of business consulting. Uh, with with uh, people who are in business, entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of people, we, we help them position to sell their businesses. And, and there really is a much to that as well, positioning uh, to make the business attractive. <clears throat> now, you would think that's going on all the time, but you would be surprised how many people don't put a lot of thought into it. So we are most certainly going to be talking about those things this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Take your time. We're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. The, the The first thing you do when you want to start a business is, of course, of course, of course, of course, to write a business plan. Now, a business plan is going to incorporate a lot of different elements of the business, um, but the 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 problem all too often uh, from a person who wants to start a small business, their approach to it is that they're more concerned with what they can do as services that they can provide the world as opposed to what the world wants and most importantly of all what the world is willing to pay for that's that's the important thing uh, although you have to do things that within within your skill set certainly can't argue with that but you have to be conscious of all the things that you could do, and then specifically of those areas that you could be competent and successful with, what is the world willing to pay for? What is it that they want, uh, and what are they willing to pay for? What's what's in great need? 
Uh, and ironically, I was watching, I don't remember what channel it was on, on uh, TV, the, the news. It might have been, might have been this one, uh, KSTP. Uh, and they, you know, they said, you know, what is the one skill that you wish you were taught in school? And the answer was uh, abundantly, uh, there was varying answers, but this was the one that kept coming up, which was how to manage your money day by day. And, you know, that is what we do. So that's a, a service that, although it is very, you know, seemingly simple and straightforward, is very, very challenging. And it is, and it is one that we focus on in almost all offerings to our clients because we know it's so important, even though they will adamantly tell us over and over again that they don't need that service and they don't, and they're wrong. Um, more often than not, they do. So you look at things like that and say, what does the world need? And most importantly, what are they going to pay for? So again, too often people write a business plan and that they talk all about, uh, you know, the, the, the service, uh, they'll provide or the support, uh, that they will provide to their non-existing customers and clients. <laughs> Meaning that here's what I'm going to do. We're going to do this better than anybody else. And the problem with that is that the front end of every business is revenue. Revenue is the raw money that comes in the door. Uh, This is created by new customers and clients who are going to pay you for the product or service, uh, whatever your offering is. Uh, That's the raw money. Without that, you have nothing. And so, obviously, you would think, wouldn't you? Obviously, the number one thing is how to get these people to spend money with you, pay money with you. And there is the problem, this whole money is not important stuff. I just want to offer a good service, and they've got this integrity in their voice. Well, look, man, if nobody comes through the door to pay you, you could be the best at whatever your offering is and you're going to go broke. No one's going to know you are existing and nobody's going and you're not going to make any money. All right. And and even if you're not about money and of course you're not, of course you're not. How are you going to save the world from itself if no one wants to come in and and have you provide that service to them? So the point in all of this is that. Considering starting a business uh, and writing a business plan, so many unsophisticated business owners will, or, or would-be business owners, we'll call them entrepreneur wannabes, are focused on the skill they have and how they will do the work or provide the service before, before uh, you know, anything else. Uh, and they do this, uh, you know, without considering how they're going to get the flow of the business in the front door in the first place. And so planning this, uh, you know, is, and it, and it really, I mean, I, it's, it's as, as ridiculously obvious as this would sound, the number of people who want to quit their day job, you know, they're miserable and they want to start a business and don't consider this. Oh, I would have to believe it's a nine out of 10 proposition. It's and so they've got all these plans of how they're going to do this, that, and the other thing. They're going to come up with the best widget, or they're going to, you know, or they're going to offer this service. Maybe it's a service that your the company they work for already offers, but they've got insight and they're going to be able to do it better than their than the company they work for now. And that's great, <clears throat> but 
focusing on how you're going to do the work without how you're going to acquire the clients or the customers is, and so what am I saying? Customer acquisition, marketing, we're going to get into it, is like considering how you will invest your lottery winnings before you win. (laughs) You know, here you're planning with all this so-called business that, of course, is going to storm the door. You know, you put your little shingle up on the corner of your little your little store, and boy, everybody's just going to come running. And it, it is just comical. I mean, the number, dentists do this. Attorneys do this. Insurance agents do this. People who do construction work do this. Everybody has this dumb, dumb, dumb idea. Just because they're in the business, everyone's going to come running. And of course, simply by doing the work for one person and doing a good job at it, I'm saying this facetiously, so be utterly clear on where I'm going with this. They, that customer, that first one and only customer they got, is now going to become prolific and tell everyone else, and then that organic growth is just going to be exponential. Listen, silly people, in almost all cases, it doesn't work that way, just so you know. So unless you have a marketing approach, and unless you have dollars set aside... Because remember, if you don't have dollars to fund your business, that's why most businesses that are not funded from the very beginning, what does that mean? It means you don't just start the business with no money. It means you have to have money saved to be able to spend money to to acquire customers and clients. And if you don't have money, then that means that you're going to be spending all of your time doing that. And that thing that bringing in clients isn't making you money. It's just getting people to come to you that at that point you will then try to talk into purchasing your product or service. And then if they choose to do that, you make money. So customer acquisition is something that you have to have dialed in right from the very beginning. And what is my premise here? My premise is people don't do this. They don't consider it. And they all consider that you know, in their mind's eye that they're going to do such a good job and they have so many friends and so many family who are going to obviously use their service over the, you know, uh, business or company or, or product that they're already using just out of loyalty to them. And they are just beaten and destroyed when that doesn't happen. Come on, wake up. It doesn't work that way. So when we talk about Customer acquisition, client acquisition. You know, I I just went to a seminar. Maybe I'll talk about that with with an attorney, and uh, she's a she's she's great. Uh, was a great seminar, and she also helps other attorneys uh, bring in new clients and make rain. And we we had a, a conversation. One of those conversations was that the average attorney in Minnesota makes sixty thousand dollars per year sixty thousand dollars per year now when you add the cost of living and the cost of the student loans that many of them will have you will realize that they probably don't have enough money to move out of their parents home and rent Um, and and that really revolves around this notion that okay now you've got the skill you've got the license to practice but you don't know how to make rain, which is to say bring customers and clients in the door who will write you a check. And if you can't do that, you can be the best tactically, and it doesn't matter. 
And that's why many of those types of people in frustration will go to work for someone else who very possibly may not be technically as good as they. And to their frustration, they will get paid less than the person who can bring in and acquire the clients. Said this before, as as in in the world of 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 uh, practicing law, making partner doesn't believe that you've just been here for ten years. Making partner more often than not is going to be about you bringing in a consistent amount of money every single month for a consistent period of time, maybe two years. Uh, in some instances, that number can be as much as fifty to a hundred thousand dollars per month in new business every month for a period of 24 months, consecutive months. And if you fall off one month, you don't make partner. So making partner is about acquiring clients. And how many, how many young people do you think go to law school and have no idea that that thing, maybe, maybe they're, they're, they're one of these altruistic, I'm going to save the world type people who who think that you know money and greed is a bad thing and then they get into the world of business and they realize I'm never going to make any real money unless I become adept at bringing in new customers and clients. So I'm going to tell you, every business is like this. Every single business is like this. And th- I, I will say there are some businesses, some businesses uh, that you can grow organically. Uh, which means exactly what I've said. Okay, you do a good job and then you will get referrals. But I'm going to tell you that there are active referrals and there are passive referrals. Active referrals is where you're asking people for referrals. And for a lot of people, that that's that's on the front. Ask for referrals. What do you mean? I mean, if, if I like you, I'll give you the referral. And if I don't, I won't. But don't don't be pressuring me. Well, guess what? Then that person's going to be on the slow boat to, to, to any amount of money that they're going to make. It's going to happen very, very, very slowly. Nobody's got a big motivation to go out and, and build your business, uh, other than you. And so although you may do a fabulous job and if it comes up, they'll tell somebody about you. Or if someone asks, they'll tell someone about you. But they're not going out on a loudspeaker standing on the corner of Minneapolis at rush hour and screaming your name and your product and service. That's not happening. So, yes, there are businesses that have built their business and have been oblivious to any form of marketing. These are, if you're one of those people and you're doing well in business because you have done it that way slowly over time. Great. God love you. But you're not a sophisticated business person. And moreover, here's the other thing. Yeah, and and if that offends you, that was meant to offend you because now I've got your attention. Because here's the biggest part. If you want to build that business, it's got to be scalable. Which means that the people who come to work for you, who will also provide the service that maybe you are a practitioner in, those people more likely are coming to work for someone like you, who apparently, they suspect, is capable of making rain because they already know they're not or just don't want to be. So they don't expect to be the business owner. They sometimes expect to be paid just as much as you, which of course is absurd because the most valuable service to the business is the ability to create new business ongoing in a scalable way. 
scalable, meaning it can grow and grow and grow in a consistent manner. So you bring people in to work for you. They're coming to work for you because they expect you to be able to provide new business. Now, you may have seen your business grow to a point where it's now become overwhelming and you can't take you can't handle all the business that's coming your way, which is wonderful again, and maybe a product of simple organic growth. But bringing on one person isn't a scalable business. A scalable business is that I can put effort or money into the front end of this pipeline. And that is to say, marketing dollars can be spent either on social media, either by teaching classes, either by calling on referral sources. And for the time and or money that is put into that that front end of that funnel, on the downside, the bottom end, you're going to see a consistent result in paying customers who will spend an average average amount of money that will net your business an average amount of, of, of value. If you can't do that, then you can't grow your business in a consistent manner. Now, should I say that like five more times before you get it? <laughs> Uh, so you, you, you know, I've been in business for 10 years. I totally reject everything that you said because I've grown my business this way and I'm, I have more business than I know what to do with. And in fact, I'm so doggone busy. I need to hire another person, uh, to do this. That's great, but that's slow organic growth. And these are more likely not people who want to build a big company. These are not people who want to sell a business because remember a lot of people, if you're looking to sell your business, and that's going to be your retirement, then the the value of your business is dramatically enhanced if the person buying your business doesn't need to be a practitioner in your in your business or industry. That because that means that this is a machine that you can turn the key on and it generates but but if they have to be have to do the work of the job if they have to do whatever that business is, if they have to actually become a practitioner, then they can't simply be an investor and manage the business and make a lot of money doing it because it's not scalable. And moreover, remember something, if I pay a million dollars for a business and 10 years later, it's still only worth a million dollars, then all I really did was buy myself a job. I didn't buy a business. A business is something that is scalable, it grows, and it creates return on investment. Pretty, pretty obvious, you might think, but apparently not everybody sees things that way. So a scalable model in terms of marketing is that I can say, well, I'm going to bring on three new uh, people who are whatever, whatever, or I'm going to increase sales by X number of volume. I'm going to be selling this much more of my product. Well, that presupposes that you know how to bring in that much more business. And again, I'll say there are businesses, there are products, there are services that are done either, that are either disruptive technology, which means that that it's a product that is unique and just so obviously better than everything else that's out there that once, once people find out about it, it catches fire. But I'm here to say that very few products are like that. There's also the capability in some instances for someone to do a business, a product, service, uh, uh, offering <clears throat> in a also somewhat disruptive way in that they do it better, faster, and less expensively than everybody else. And that also could be something that might 
in some level uh, grow organically and and so-called catch fire. But that does not represent the majority of business offerings. That is that is the anomaly. That is not the typical. And so consequently, you've got to be able to say, if I spend $10,000, this many people will respond either through social media or direct mail or, you know, uh, 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 I don't know, a ro- rotary dial service, you know, those robo calls that everybody hates, you know, I don't because in business, I don't really care if what I'm doing isn't illegal and it generates business, okay, fair enough. And does it create a consistent result? Yeah, I buy a list from a list broker service, and by the way, there are those things, of these types of people who meet this criteria, and for that list, I'll pay this amount of money. Then I will reach out to those people in that way, either by hiring a salesperson, or by uh, sending out direct mail, or by doing an email campaign, or a social media campaign, or something, and that as well will cost me money to do that. For that money spent, <clears throat> I will acquire this many customers. Of these customers who respond to this offering, this many people <clears throat> will actually become customers. Of those customers, they will spend this amount of money on average. Of those people, how many of them will cost money in the form of service after the sale? And what is the net result in total in total value to the business. And if I turn that machine on and I put more money into it or more effort into it, it will create a consistent net result on the other side. That is the single most important thing that a business has to know. And more importantly, if you wanted me to invest in your business, I would want to know that you have a model just like that that is already tested and proven. That model is the most important thing to the business. After that, sure, you offer the best product and service and the best skill level, but without the front end, you got nothing. So that's always the most important component of the business. Let's take a break. We'll be right right back talking about the business of business. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Account bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-4626 for a free consultation. 
What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA2DAY.com. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing in your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. 3800. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you are structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So I hope I made the point um, that that the front end of 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 a business to generate the revenue is really all about having a scalable model that allows you to grow that business. Now, look, I am aware that some people just yearn to be their own boss and they don't really want to build a business. They just they just really want to have a job that they have more control over. And and specifically, then they want the upside potential, uh, meaning being being able to be paid what they're worth. So in other words, I work for somebody else. They make money on, on my efforts. And, and as a result, my efforts or the income that I make from my efforts are diluted as a result of someone else having their hand in the, in the cookie jar or, or in the, in the flow of that money. And I recognize that. And that's fine. That's fine. But that's really not the same thing as a business 
that is going to be built to be sold and is going to and is going to become uh, large enough that it's going to be a considerable asset. Because realistically, a business where that's what you want, you just want a, a job that is your job and you can call it your own. It's really not a, a business in the sense of business. And moreover, it really can't be sold. There's really not a lot of value there other than maybe you've gotten the phone to ring over the years. And that's that's basically the value that you have. And the problem with that, again, as well, is uh, too many people believe that they have great value in a business like that. And they don't. And they don't. First of all, remember that if you're a plumber or if you're a mechanic or if you're a construction worker or if you're an insurance agent or whatever, you already limited your market by the people who are either already in that business or the people who have any aspirations to be in that business. So that already tells you that there's a small market for what it is that you have. Then bear in mind that a lot of people don't want to have those responsibilities and are happy to have the job that they have without those responsibilities, be that as it may, they're making less money than they might be able to make on their own because they don't have the skills to be able to manage the business. And this is the next thing you have to be aware of when you when you write your business plan. And that is how much money do you need to make to replace the income that you have now and you might say, well, that's that's easy um, because, you know, all I have to know is uh, here's how much money I make. And uh, as long as I, I get that much, then I'm good. No, not true. <laughs> well, come on. What do you mean? Not true. Of course, it's true. Here's the, the one point that I'll make about this. And I and I say this in classes. If you listen to the show, you've heard me say this before. How many people don't even know what their gross income is. All they know is they'd like to get a raise, but they re- if you were to ask them, what's your gross weekly, two-week you know, pay or, or monthly or annual gross income, um, wh- which one is that? Is that, is that, is that take-home pay or is that they don't even know? <laughs> they don't even know. So, so what's the point I'm making? I, my point is you start with a gross number before any withholding, before any 401k, local or federal taxes taken out. And then you have all those things taken out and you wind up with net take home pay. Well, remember in a business, it's not even that simple. You're starting with gross revenue which is what the customer or client is paying you, you then have business expenses, something that you don't have right now as an employee. Then you have withholdings in the way that I described, state, local taxes, FICA tax, Social Security income tax, 401k, health insurance, disability, maybe life insurance, all those other things. And then you wind up with net spendable income after that. Well, consider how much revenue has to come in the front door to make that happen. Because if you're an employee, you've never had to think that way before. So you're assuming that if you're getting, you know, $1,000 a week in net take-home pay, that all you need to make in your business is $4,000 and you're good. Oh, contraire, my ignorant friend. (laughs) No, 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 no. You might have to make, you know, I mean, if you've got a, a, a gross to net spendable cash of a 20% ratio. Well, guess what? That means you need to make $5,000 per week to have $1,000 in net spendable income. That's 
That's more. That's that's five thousand dollars times four point three three weeks in the month. Okay, so now all of a sudden the number's a whole different ball game, isn't it? You know, so I mean that that's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Four point three three. That's that's twenty one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars. If your if your ratio is a twenty percent gross revenue to net spendable cash by taking it through that funnel of business expenses, business taxes, personal income taxes, and standard withholdings that you're enjoying at work. Well, that is staggering. Oh my gosh. Well, guess what? Most people don't do that when they start a business, do they? They don't consider that. And that only, you know, if that if that's true, the, and, and by the way, remember, there's 4.33 weeks in the month, not four weeks in the month. And the difference is big, okay? That's why there's 26 pay cycles if you get paid every two weeks as opposed to 24. So when people do the math, um, well, <laughs> when they do the math, they don't do the math. They, they, they don't even do it. They don't even do it. They just have this dream of being in business for themselves. And so you start off and you say, how much do I need to gross to make this happen? And what are my plans to do it? You'll remember a couple weeks ago when I said, the more defined your business plan is, the more real it becomes. Because when you start looking at these things and saying, how am I going to do this? And you start coming up with plans and strategies to overcome these challenges and, and accomplish it, it becomes very real. When you don't do that, it's a pipe dream. And the fact that 90% of all businesses started will fail is of, is of no surprise at all when you understand this. And here's the other problem that most people have. You don't really know in many instances what it really takes you to live in the form of actual expenses. This is the other thing. When I talk about budgeting and everybody assumes that it's so easy to do a budget and all you have to do is be thrifty and you can't be extravagant and you just got to watch your money. Here again, this is all nonsense. I don't care if you're thrifty. I don't care if you're extravagant. I don't care if you're cutting coupons, you know, tightening your belt and all these other, you know, things that people say. I'm just telling you that when you consider all your holiday spending, all of your vacation time, all the things that you do in your free time, your gym membership and all and, the, and your magazine subscriptions and everything that you do one full year in advance, you're going to be surprised at how much money it costs. And you're going to now realize why when you get a bonus, a, you know, a, hol- a, 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 a you know holiday bonus or you get a a, a a tax refund or you work overtime or you take side jobs, that all you're ever really doing is catching up because you're never fully appreciating how much it actually costs just to manage your day-by-day life in the form of take-home pay, much less the staggering number that represents in gross income, let alone if you own a small business where you have to create revenue at the front end, which goes through this incredible siphon that gives you this itty bitty little bit left that you get to actually work with to manage your life. So when you look at what it costs you to have what you consider to be a reasonable life, start with a budget personally and don't whittle that budget down to nothing. Now, I'll grant you when you're young, you don't need a lot of money when you're living at home, but there are still things that you'll want to tell yourself you're not going to do that you will do. Uh, because you want to and you expect you want and you expect to have a reasonable life. And so consequently, w- it, you can write down any numbers you want, but you need to be honest with yourself, which is not easy to do. And you look at what you reasonably want to do. Don't delude yourself. 
And then you figure out how much it takes to to expense all those things. So I'm not just talking about the straightforward stuff. Rent, gasoline, insurance, groceries, gasoline. See, these are the easy things. It's the discretionary things that you, when you put numbers down on a budget, you'll tell yourself that you just don't need to do that stuff and you'll just forego that. And I'm here to tell you, you won't. And so when you look at those numbers and then you see from the beginning to the end what it takes to make it happen, you start with the end result and then you work the equation backwards to figure out what the gross revenue is going to be to make that happen, at least in a, at a level of, of, of survival plus some discretionary spending. Well, that immediately tells you how much marketing or how much pavement you're going to need to pound to bring in that much business so that you can quit your day job because your new business will handle and create that much that much revenue and that much net spendable cash. Here's the next thing you have to be conscious of as it relates to the finances. In most businesses, not all, but most they are of a cyclical nature in that you make more money at certain times of the year than you do other times of the year. This creates one of the biggest problems and most likely is is the culprit as to why so many businesses fail because they don't manage the cash flow properly. They make a lot of money in the good months. They want to reward themselves when they were sucking it up in the bad months. And then when the bad months come again, they don't have the money to cover their basic expenses. Now, if this sounds reasonable, imagine what happens when you bring on a new employee in the good months. You train them during those good months where your now, now your efforts that ordinarily were going to create money for that business as a result of providing the service and product, you're now spending that time training this new person during the good months of the year and you're covering their, their check, right? Because they want a consistent check. Then the bad months come. Because you were, your own personal production was down during that period of time, because that person wasn't up to speed and couldn't perform the work or job of that business, now you get into the down cycle of revenue where you're making less because this time of the year just tends to be, let's say, a lesser uh, productive time of the year. People aren't buying your product or service because whatever, the kids are going back to school or whatever. Now you've got to continue to support that payroll and you don't have the money to do it. And oh my goodness. So, wow. So you mean to tell me I've got to be able to manage money. I don't get to keep all the money. I've got to sock the money away. And I've got to do that for my own personal life to cover my own personal expenses that are consistent every month, even though my income as a small business isn't, let alone when I add employees and I have no way to ensure that I have this much more business coming in by not only turning on the key to bring on the new person who wants to who wants to get paid every month, but also to consistently bring in new business revenue that that person will then perform the work on, generate the income, allowing me to continue to pay myself and this new acquired, newly acquired uh, employee or employees. If this sounds complicated, <laughs> it is. <laughs> And that's what it means to step off the cliff to go into a small business. And people, if you're thinking about being in business, I'll bet you nine out of 10, you're not considering all of these things. 
I'm not saying you shouldn't go into business for yourself, but to do it without recognizing what you're going up against and to have plans to overcome these obstacles is insanity. And that's why most people go out of business when they start their own new little business. So let's take our break. We'll be right back talking about the business of business. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at jasonwalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out jasonwalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know, allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly, and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, and the hosts will answer your call live on the air. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to SMA, the number 2, DAY.com. 
Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Business is business. (laughs) Thank you, Joel. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to drive my car to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the right choice. Hey, I, I love it. I love it. Um, so, you know, these, these are, these are major, major considerations within a business. And as I've said, people are always so concerned with, with the work, uh, that, that the product or service offering is, is, is better. Uh, and the customer is happier, and all those things are important. That is not to take away from the the importance of those things as well, but those things are considered most often. Those things are considered by people starting in business, but the problem is that's often all that's considered. And so, while you're 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 thinking about the the one the revenue that comes in. Which is, which is a consistent model that is tested and true. And you can spend a lot of money. I mean, I'm going to tell you that I ran a, a financial business and the financial business, uh, was built around the notion that there are people in the financial world, practitioners, uh, who are great technically, but not great rainmakers. And so these, the goal was to create a system that although it would pay them less commission per product or service that they, that they sold and, and, and supported, they would make more money truly through the volume that they could not create. They might've made more money when they sold a mutual fund or a life insurance contract working on their own. The problem was that those folks were not good at creating new business through active referrals as opposed to passive referrals and generally had no marketing plan at all. And by the way, in the, in the world of insurance and investing, uh, you know, individual investment advisors, as well as insurance agents, in many cases, people have no answer to those issues. They're, they're dynamite with the one customer they just finished working on, but they haven't had a new customer now for two weeks. And that's a problem. So we built a plan where we would generate leads for them, we would have appointment centers who would schedule the appointment and we had support people who were licensed insurance agents and licensed securities people who would complete their paperwork for them. So literally all they had to do was to go and, and meet with those people. And this was, this was a delivery system. And we spent, I spent personally over a hundred thousand dollars the first year trying to create a system where, where we would generate a result in the form of leads. In other words, if we sent out this many pieces of direct mail or if we contacted this many people through whatever means, we knew that consistently we would get a one-half of 1% response or a 1% response. And of those people that responded, we knew that 
on average, this many people would actually schedule an appointment with one, with one of our representatives. Of the people who scheduled the appointment, we had bro- we had it broken down as to how many people would cancel those appointments and how many of them would actually reschedule and follow through, and how many would actually fall away. Then, of the people that our that our representatives actually saw, how many of those people would buy, and of those people who purchased, what was the average amount that they would spend, and what was the average commission, and how long would it take us from the front end of generating the lead to the back end as to where we got paid the commission on the product or service that had ran through the company that we placed them with. And then how many would cancel afterwards, ask for their money back, switch to somebody else over what period of time. When I talk about a delivery system, listen to everything that I just said, and I probably missed a few components, but do you understand the complexity of the tracking mechanism that must be in place to tell you the front end creating the lead to the back end of net sales in the form of revenue, and then whether or not it stays on the books and how much more money you will spend in the form of an expense to support that person if they're not necessarily happy or if they need help or support down the road, which will take away from money you thought you already earned. This is this is the business of business as I'm talking about it. So you got to have that. Well, then you have to know how much money you need to make just to break even. Remember when you bring a person on, you have to have x number of volume at the front end in the form of revenue to be able to support that person and just break even where you're not, as we like to say in business, burning cash every month. Burning cash means that you're spending more on the new person than what they're actually bringing in in net income to the business. That's another component. And you got to know what that number is. So just like I talked about, you've got to know how much you need to make in your business, in the, in the, in the front end revenue source to get to you the, to the back end, just to basically support your life so that you can just live and continue to survive and be in the business. You also have to know that from the employee acquisition and you don't figure that out after the fact. You've got to figure that out before you hire them and you, and you must have some notion of their level of efficiency. So. You maybe are incredibly efficient because you're passionate. Because why? Because it's your business. But is the system that you're going to hand off to your employee defined and consistent enough that while you certainly recognize they're not going to be the superstar producer that you are and they're not going to be the efficiency expert within that business to squeeze every extra dollar out of it that you are because they're not the business owner. They don't care like you do. But can you assume rightly, that they'll produce 70% of that result. And then if they do produce 70% of that result with, with the front end, what does that mean in how much new revenue needs to come in to, su- to support that person in the form of actual net value to the business to pay them and to be able to cover all those expenses? This is, this is business 101. And that's why you find that practitioners, people who are, who came from the world of doing this work are almost never good business people. I'm always much more enamored with second and third generation business owners because they come at it from the perspective I'm describing as opposed to they want to be the best this. I'm the best, you know, I'm the best whatever at the, at the business. I'm the, I'm the best at this. Well, that's the work of the job. But that's not how you expand a business. Sure, you want to have good quality work, and sure, organically it will grow. But what happens when it grows? 
How will you manage that? So let's take our last break. We'll be right back. The business of business. Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-4600. For a free consultation. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price, that is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, Dean and Lou, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to HomeRentalSystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, greatwatersfinancial.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. So, you know, we're, we're around up here. We're almost out of time. So, you know, yeah, the business of business. Got to be conscious 
of all of these things. And the last thing that I'll bring to this is remember that when you write a business plan, a business plan is always written for five years, which is the notion that you're going to build the business and sell it within five years. So, and if you say, well, that's crazy. No, because you've got job mentality. It's not crazy. People can make millions of dollars and they can lose millions of dollars once and twice over in the space of five years. A business can be built to massive size within five years, as in start from ground zero and have over 100 employees or more within five years. And you can have an asset, the business, as an asset to sell within five years that can be worth millions of dollars. So the planning that you do on the front end of a business is absolutely crucial. But it goes on every single day. So you're looking at your business plan, you're analyzing your business plan, and too often, as I say, would-be entrepreneurs, are they, they even if they are smart enough to create a business plan, they do it at the front end and they probably never look at it for years. That's a problem because they're so engaged in going out on calls or they're going out and working the business. And I understand that. But sadly, that's not enough. If you want to grow a business, you've always got to be considering how to look at it from the 10,000 foot view and how to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. A business is either going down in its volume or going up in its volume. It never stays the same. So don't think about a business like you think about a job. Come to work, get a paycheck. Come to work, get a paycheck. No, it's either growing or it's declining. That's it. So hope you enjoyed the show. Business of business. If you need help with these things, hey, I'm your consultant. Give me a call. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price, that is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer-for-life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500.